0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, charting power when it comes to President Joe Biden's American jobs plan. Number two, national security leaders are making a renewed effort for a bipartisan commission post January 6th. And number three, California Democrat Diane Feinstein is signaling some openness to blowing up the filibuster. All right, Jake, let's get into the headlines of today. The number one story on Punchbowl News AM in the newsletter is getting really into the weeds a little bit about charting power when it comes to Biden's American jobs plan.
1: Yeah, that's right. So um, people, uh, personalities drive politics, right, and drive policy and um What we tried to do this morning is run down some of those personalities um, when it comes to this massive infrastructure package, which Congress is going to be focused on for the next, you know, four to five to six months. Um, And I'll start, Anna, and I'll say Nancy Pelosi. Um, You know, she is driving this train on infrastructure, and she will have a lot of say in how it's divvied up, uh, who votes for it, who doesn't vote for it, and, and how it gets through the chamber.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think everything—all roads lead to Pelosi in terms of how it's split up and all of those things. Uh, one of the things I thought was pretty funny, though, is I mean, as much as we're going to focus on Democrats, and there's a ton in the House beyond just Pelosi in terms of their internal politics, their uh, constituent politics, but really you can pretty much ignore Republicans on this front, right? You've we've seen Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell try to make some noise about infrastructure and you know where he thinks this package could go, but
1: they're basically non-players here yeah they've taken themselves out of the game um and and so the democrats that we think we you should watch are obviously the chairman richie Neal, the chairman of the ways and means committee peter defazio chairman of transportation and frank pallone the chairman of energy and commerce they are pelosi's foot soldiers in a sense um they're her frontline leaders they'll hear from the membership directly and 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 They'll be able to help Pelosi chart her path forward.
0: Yeah, there's always uh, Josh Gottheimer, the New Jersey Democrat, who we talk about a lot here uh, on this podcast around his role with the bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus. He's always in the mix when it comes to these kinds of deals as he's trying to push Pelosi and the more progressive part of the caucus to make deals with Republicans, to think more about the moderate business focused Democrats. And there's always AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democrat from New York, no matter what she is doing, we're always paying attention because she's clearly a rising star with a much bigger voice uh, in the Democratic Party. Uh, She, alongside Representative Pramila Jayapal, the Democrat from Washington, chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, are going to be uh, definitely pushing this bill as far to the left as absolutely possible.
1: That's right. And and on the other side is the actually let's start with the oil patch. I don't even want to go to the other side yet, but the new oil patch, Lizzie Fletcher and Colin Allred of Texas, they represent the new Texas Democrats, Texas Democrats who don't necessarily represent, you know, wildcatters and, and cowboys, but rather represent kind of well heeled areas and cities, Dallas and Houston, Dallas for Allred, Houston for Fletcher. Um, You know, they are uh, Fletcher opposed Biden's call for um, uh, moratorium on oil and gas drilling. She could push back on some of the energy provisions, who knows, in this bill. Uh, And that's something that Biden and Pelosi will have to contend with.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because because Pelosi's majority is so slim and we actually yesterday went through just how slim it is and where these special elections are going to take place. You also have these Democrats that are really the toughest votes for Pelosi and her leadership team to get. Think Gerald, Jared Golden of Maine, Ed. Case uh, and Kurt Schroeder of Oregon, they aren't afraid to buck leadership and they're not afraid and they have time and again voted against some of these big packages so far. And so it's going to be something that I think they try to get them, but there's also an acknowledgement that at some point, Jared Golden just might not be ever for this kind of a package.
1: That's right. And and uh, I would also um, add here Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary. He's moving into a big time role trying to get this package through. He, he's going to be very involved in the Hill. He's already holding calls with members of Congress. He's only vaguely familiar with Congress. I think he knows he you know, I think anybody who gets an introduction to Congress in a bill like this is is uh, in for tough, tough rowing. But, you know, he clearly has a, a future, wants a future in public policy and in politics. So we'll all be watching him extraordinarily closely here.
0: All right, let's move on to the number two story of the day. National security leaders calling for a bipartisan January 6th commission. 140 senior former lawmakers and national security officials have penned a letter asking for a bipartisan commission to investigate what happened. Does this change anything, Jake? I mean, I I feel like this has been something that a lot of people have called for. There's been fits and starts of potentially moving forward on it, but it's basically been stalled. Yeah, I,
1: I, don't know what's gonna here. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen uh, here. Uh, I don't know what's going to break the logjam. Republicans have been holding out for a broader kind of mandate for this panel to investigate all sorts of um, uh, political violence. She's not gonna They're not going to get that. There's virtually no chance. Um, but this shows I mean, this letter, which which we linked to this morning in the newsletter uh, includes signatories from both sides of the aisle. People like Tom Ridge, the Republican former DHS secretary, Thad Allen, former commandant of the Coast Guard, whole lot of people, Republicans and Democrats, who have, who have, who are indicating that uh, people should kind of drop their, uh, drop their opposition and allow, allow for a, a, this panel to go forward. I mean, I think, listen, we are three months almost to the day from this attack and we still don't have any real, um, any real oversight or any real investigation into what happens. It's a failure of Congress, to be honest with you. It, it, it's, it's a failure, frankly, of Republicans who are are trying to broaden the mandate of this panel beyond the incident. I mean, it seems it seems as if this is a pretty cut and dry issue. We thought this would done, get done quite quickly. Pelosi might move on her own, but it's its just at this point, it's partisan and it's it's a it's it's becoming uh, embarrassing for Congress.
0: All right, the number three story of the day, a filibuster update. Senator Dianne Feinstein, the very senior Democrat from California, aides, her aides are signaling she might be open to actually blowing up the filibuster over the voting rights bill. That would be a massive, massive change.
1: Yeah, Dianne Feinstein is, um, uh, kind of a traditionalist in the Senate. She doesn't believe the filibuster should be blown up. Uh, 87 years old, her aide, Jim Lazarus, state director, told a, a progressive group that, that Feinstein, quote, believes the leadership of the Senate will come up with a path that allows this bill to go forward with 50 Democratic votes. That, to me, to me, Jake Sherman, to me, <laughs> seems like she's willing to blow up the filibuster. Our colleague, John Bresnan, seems to think that uh that Feinstein wants to put voting rights in a reconciliation package, a budget package, which I don't think would fly. But listen, larger point here is if Feinstein is is signaling she's open to blowing up the filibuster, that's good for the filibuster. At uh, blow up advocates. And there are many of those these days um, because she is somebody who has been an uh, an opponent of that. And there's been some talk, Anna, about like just blowing up the filibuster for voting rights legislation. That's not going to fly. If they if Democrats blow up the filibuster at all, Republicans are going to are going to follow suit when they take the majority.
0: And before we let you go, I just want to remind you that we have our last installment this morning of The Opener. It's your inside look at six of the most important figures behind Joe Biden's first 100 days. Today's feature is looking at Janet Yellen, her political reputation, her considerations, as well as who is in her inner orbit. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.